Well, good evening and welcome to my second episode of the Hot Air Podcast with me, Dan Williams. Now, I've got a fantastic guest lined up for you this evening, Mr. Ross Peacock. Now, I wanted to get Ross on for a specific reason. Ross has also had a hair transplant. Now, there is a huge stigma behind it, costings, pain, going to Turkey. So I thought, what a better way to get someone on and we can have a little chat about it. So without any further ado, welcome to the Hot Air Podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to podcast number two of the Hot Hair Podcast, should we say, and I'm joined by Ross Peacock. Ross, how are we doing? Yes, mate, good. Thanks for having me on. No worries at all. Um, Ross and me have been, uh, been, been in contact for a few weeks now, sort of discussing what we're going to talk about, how we're going to discuss it. Um, but this, this week's topic, Ross, is? Hair transplants, which I'm hiding. I think I might leave the hat on just for anticipation till the end. Yeah, nice. We just, just put a photo up at the end. <laughs> I'm actually bald underneath this, mate. <laughs> it's just a quick. <laughs> uh, Yours is drawn, mine's a stick on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've known Ross for for you know quite a few years through the rugby scene. Um, but yeah, I saw on Insta he had it done, and I thought there is a lot of stigma behind it. So um, I wanted to get Ross on. Ross, I'll give you just thirty seconds to just an overview of yourself, what you do, mate. Uh, currently teaching, a uh, bit of a track record, where am I? Uh, spent six years in rugby development, uh, working for Championship Club, um, and then kind of dabbled with the PT scene, wasn't for me, soon realised that. So now I'm teaching and have recently started my own sports coaching and consultancy company called The Coaching Club. Um, little plug there. Um, so yeah, all good, mate. Good stuff. Um Cool. Right. So I think the the main areas that we want to talk about that we've discussed is is the stigma behind it. Before we get into the procedure and what happens, in your opinion, in your eyes, what is, what did the hair transplant mean to you? More more so than the look of of the feel. What did it make you feel like going bald and and having that that behind it? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So. I kind of rewind. So I, I, I probably first started noticing that uh, I had, <laughs> I was receding at about kind of 22, 23 and I mean, that's young, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, and then I did everything I could to hide it. I had a proper, proper comb, comb over, if you like. I was, I was sweeping it to the side. I had one hairstyle. I was just getting frustrated, mate. And one of those things that like, <sighs> Someone who cares about their appearance, they, they stick on an outfit, they go on a night out, they're in the best shape, whatever, whatever you, you, is, is your selling point. Yeah. You can do all that, but I think if you're a bloke and you look in the mirror, you can, as I said, you can do all that. But if the only thing that you're going to see if you're going bald or receding, regardless of what age, as a bloke, is that, you know? And, and that's the thing that, like, that's the thing that kind of was probably the tipping point for me that, I just got frustrated, mate, you know, and, and uh, was I embarrassed? Uh, probably a little bit embarrassed. It's probably a bit ashamed that I was going bald at the age of dead, so didn't really know what to do about it. And then, yeah, just started that kind of initial research on hair transplants. Nice. And obviously, both of us being sort of high-level athletes, if you will, um, <laughs> do you think that that, well, certainly when I started losing my hair, which, do you know what, I lost it, I lost it quick. I always had receding hairline, but... It was only the last sort of few years I've really started to lose it, and you know, there's nothing worse than running at the pace we'd be running, Ross, and that one little flick just, just, just coming up. 
and then you finally looking in the mirror and going, you know, fuck, I'm, I am going bald. Um, but do you think that, that, that was it? That was it for me. You know, like I was playing. I remember playing touch rugby, and I know you played touch rugby for a bit just to keep fit in the summer. I remember playing touch rugby. And, oh, as a level I played. <laughs> <laughs> and me, mate. That's why I coach. Can't play coach, right? Um, but yeah, mate, I remember. I remember wearing always wearing a cap. You know, like I had a cap all the time. And listen, I, I don't wear a cap as much anymore. He says, but I remember. <laughs> playing rugby and I'm thinking I can't take my hat off because if I start running everyone's just going to see my forehead now that's a fucking ridiculous thought I've heard like, yeah <laughs> that's a, it's a ridiculous thought though mate you know and I think you you become overly kind of conscious about what you look like especially as you start balding you know and if I take my hat off no one would have batted an eyelid there mate like no one's there to look at well how good how good Ross Peacock looks is it they're there to play rugby but but it's personal. Yeah. It's that personal feeling. It's they're all looking and always doing that. It's it's the it's the personal impact it has. Like I used to I used to have like the shoe polish stuff to put on your hair to hide it, and I used to run in at half time and put that on, and I'm like I'm with a load of blokes, all shapes and sizes, and the first thing I'm thinking about is I'm wondering what I look like. You're not thinking about the game. You're not thinking about anything else but your personal appearance. Yeah, I mean- it, it becomes like it becomes all consuming like you just you can't think about what you're doing whether you're coaching whether you're playing rugby whether you're teaching whether you're doing doing i'm sure if you're sitting in a meeting like for you you know like all you're thinking about what's my hair looking like yeah, absolutely. Is, is, am i exposed for you is that is that powder starting to come down my head and have i got a big fucking black line coming down you know like <laughs> it's um yes it, it does become consuming mate so i think yeah to answer your question like Started going bald 22, 23, or receding. I was I was lucky that I didn't I didn't go bald as such. I just okay. started receding, you know. Uh, so 22, 23, and then yeah, just decided to do something about it because it was becoming all-consuming, mate. So again, a, a big a big step to even even look into to doing it. Um, you know, I I didn't I didn't even think about it for a long time. But what was the what was the first time where you went? I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to take that next step. So, mate, I was actually thinking about it. when I was coming on tonight uh, this morning. I was I was thinking about kind of just what I wanted to talk about and what I wanted to get across. And like, this is a big one for me because I spent so many of my years. And I, I'm only I'm only 28, so I probably spent from early 20s, say 21, 22, to to now or, or to 26 when I got mine done, 26, 27, to uh, toying with this idea, talking to my parents, talking to my friends talking to ex-girlfriend and like I don't know I know that has to it has to come from you but for me for me big decisions like this hair transplants mortgages buying a car proposing me like two things have got to be right like the people have got to be right and the environment's got to be right and like the 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 thing for me that was a tipping point my missus Emma I met her and within six months of meeting her I hadn't talked about it mate I'd just done it she just yeah. made me do the thing mate you know, and something that I'd, I'd toyed with for five, six, seven years. She just went, right, are, are you happy? No, I'm unhappy. All right, do something about it because you can, you know, and and that that was a thing. So I think she was the tipping point for me to kind of go out and, and, and get it done. Um, I think there's a I think there's a hidden message in there, mate. I know, I mean, I met her within two months. She'd, she'd, uh, <laughs> she'd encouraged me to have a hair transplant, so... Don't want to go. Don't want to be going out the book, mate. <laughs> she just didn't want me to have this, the forehead the size of a newborn, mate. So, <laughs> um, so again, taking it back, Ross took a very, a very different approach to me. Um, 
and, and took bit the bullet and went to Turkey. Um, any reason behind that? Obviously, the English stigma is it's thousands of pounds. It's Harley Street, where Turkey is renowned for being maybe a couple of thousand pounds. You're there, you're back, and then it's done. What was the, the process of, of the Turkey situation? Yeah, I think that was a big thing for me, mate. You know, you hear the, there's this, you mentioned stigma at the start of the podcast, mate, right? There's this stigma that if you go to Turkey to get any sort of aesthetic treatment, um, you're following the crowd. It's Z list celebrity. It's the only way it's Essex. It's yada, 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 so on and so forth, right? Oh. <laughs> which, it, which, which it is. <laughs> but, but I think the biggest reason for me going to Turkey, mate, was was money you know like I had a few consultations here with a few companies um in the UK and I think we've talked before mate I think we needed the same amount of graphs I think you said you were about 2,500 right yeah, yeah. So, which for those people who are out there who are not here transplant experts it's not a huge amount of graphs you yeah. know like you can go upwards of 5,000 I think you can go up to like 7,000 mate yeah. I think no, but it, generally speaking, in the hair transplant world, it wasn't a huge amount of graphs. And the companies that I was going to hear were saying, oh, um, we've got a set payment and you've got to pay that regardless how many graphs. So I thought, yeah, you know, bugger that. I'll, 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 I'll start doing some research abroad. And I found this company called Get Hair. Uh, that's what it says in the tin, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah and they had offices in Chiswick so you know the big thing for me was like yeah I'm, I'm apprehensive about going to Turkey because I didn't just want to rock up in some country get picked up get there get yeah. whipped through a back alley and have a box job yeah. um, so the, the good thing for me was this company get here they've got offices in Chiswick so I went for consultation went through the process and then before you know it mate I was out there in the hotel and had it done and come back and the whole process just kind of just went mate do you, think, uh, do you think that there was that almost element of having a safety blanket, knowing that there was a, a direct contact in the UK? Because I know I've had, I've had, again, other friends that have gone out there and then the aftercare and the after customer service is just, it's just not there. And I think that that's one of the big scary things that people worry about Turkey is once you're back here, that's it. The fucking, you know, the hands are clean. Yeah, and I think I think that that is a big thing, you know. There was definitely like I took confidence in the fact that there was a contact here in the UK. Like I lived in Richmond at the time, and the, their offices are on Chiswick High Street, you know. So I think obviously you don't want to think anything's going wrong, but you hear the horror stories, you hear the box jobs, and I kind of thought to myself, well, if that is me and I do come back, it's not me just phoning a number at Turkey where I'm just going to get declined, declined, declined. I can turn up at that office and say, well, hold on a minute here. You offered me something. This is what you offered me, this picture. Yeah. And this is what I look like. And yeah. I look like a big toe. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we'll do now is I'll, I'll put up a couple of photos of, of me after the procedure, you after the procedure, because my head blew up because they said, keep the black band on. And I took it off. And then all the all the anesthetic ran down. I looked like a marshmallow. Um, but like you said then, I mean, there's no point in going into the procedure so much. I think everyone's aware of it. What they do is take the hair off the back of your head and put it at the front. I mean, that's the simplest way of saying it, isn't it? Um, the hair then sheds and it pushes out and then you, the root will stay and, and push through. So once you had it done, what was that feeling like? You're in Turkey. You've just had it done. Were you just like, shit, I'm going to grow hair tomorrow? Or did you know, did you, did you know how long it was going to take? Uh, well, I mean, I think there was like the thing there that like, it's just, I'm impatient, mate. Like, I want, like most people, you know, it's like, when you, now. Me, like 
you, yeah, you, you go, you start a gym program, you want results the first week. You're not going to, realistically, you're not getting results, as you well know, until, uh, I don't know, six, 10, 12 weeks down the line, you know? And, and it's, it's, it's the same for a hair transplant, if not, well, much longer, as you well know, mate. The process is months from yeah. after you've had it done. But, yeah. mate, I'll never forget coming out of that hospital, you know, because, like, Emma came with me and I, I was sat. You got no holiday out of it, did she? <laughs> yeah, mate. I'm quite glad she did, you know, as a side note, I'm quite glad she did because I was ready to go by myself, you know, and I've had mates who have done it, probably like you have as well, and they've gone by themselves. And I think, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe that's another kind of like uh, ego thing that as a bloke, like, I'm all right, I can do this by myself. So Yeah, I think that, that's absolutely. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I was that bloke. And was I nervous? Was I apprehensive? Yes, but like most blokes, mate, you, you mask it. And then... It wasn't until I got into the hotel room that night on kind of, I was in, I was in over Christmas, I was in Turkey, so there's no Christmas decorations up there, you know, like it, it, it's, it's a strange new country, you're sitting in this hotel room and you're like, fuck, this is happening, you know, and that's where I was kind of glad that Emma was in the room because I could just bounce things off her, you know what it's yeah. like when you're nervous, you just want someone to just fling stuff Play at it's you. all right, just, just kind of <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So she just kind of she she just gave me that kind of bit of confidence going into it. But yeah, coming out of it, I'll never forget it. Em was kind of sat in the room, kind of waiting for me. And um, mate, thank God she was pregnant at the time because she would have been running for the hills, mate. I tell you, the way I looked. Okay. <laughs> right. But you you know the drill, mate. Like the pictures that you just put up. Like look at them, mate. Like it knocked me down to an eight or a nine, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. I was, I, I was down, I was down there as well, mate. That's the thing. It, 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 it yeah, it's it horrible. So anyone out there, as a little kind of uh, anyone out there who's considering it, like, just do your research and just make sure that that you are aware of what you're going to look like. But equally well, trust the process, mate. That was a big thing for me. Like, yeah, you've got to trust the process. From like, I looked, I remember looking in the mirror every day, and Emma was like, "Fuck, it's not like, works." I'm sure you were the same, you know. Oh, mate, right? well, the thing I've, I get, I've, I've, I've been quite vocal about it. I, mean, I know you, there's one thing that you weren't massively shouting out there, but I was, I was big, so I had a lot of people messaging me. I was always putting stuff on my hair growth centre's um, Instagram and having a post message. I've had it done. I'm two months behind you. I'm not seeing any results. I'm, I'm, I'm really worried. But like the results come after six, seven months of you know I had mine done on uh, June. This you look good, mate. 22nd, do you know what I mean? It's can we have a big reveal, Ross? Can we have a little? Uh, I was gonna save it to the end, but yeah, the... oh, there it is. <laughs> that ridiculous color as well, do they? Mate, that's uh, they took out Emma's head, she's blonde, they just stuck it in mine, mate. So, Beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, Turkey, London, there is a big ethos. And uh, do you mind sharing how much yours cost? Yeah, so mine was um, again, let, let, do, I'll do a comparison game and then you can chuck yours in there, mate. Like, my the the, the the UK companies that I was going to were anything from six grand up to about eight grand, mate, yeah. for, for mine. And then I went went to Turkey all in. So for the procedure, the flights, the hotel room, the transfers, you name it, all included, was three grand. And that was with an additional flight on it, you know, with 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 me paying for Emma's flight to go there. Cause just, dro just drop that in there that you paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen to yep. them if you're listening. Noted. <laughs> Awesome. Um, and that was th the return journey you said was odd going through. But mate, think about how many the, the turkey border must see one in two oh, mate. must be coming back yeah. with big tits, veneers and fucking full head of hair. <laughs> mate, that was it, right? So I, I was quite, I, for so, like 
for, for someone like me who's, who's quite image conscious, mate, right? And, and I think anyone who goes to get a hair transplant, if you say you're not image conscious, you're a liar, all yeah. right? <laughs> so for anyone who's going to do it, any kind of, any surgery like that, teeth, tits, hair, that was my biggest fear about, like, me. If I, I'm all right getting there because I look, I look normal, right? Um, but obviously you can't wear a cap you can't wear a hat they give you these fucking ridiculous things mate i don't know if you got them but they give you like the fucking eric prids fucking uh, sweat band, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then they, <laughs> and then they give you the the, the the bucket hat you know and say you can wear these and, and that was the biggest thing for me coming back i was like shit what am i going to look like but mate i get to istanbul airport right Everyone's and it's like the game of where's wally mate but like the odd one out is the one who's not had the fucking procedure yeah. well, <laughs> Yeah, so there's me. And I got to the airport. I was like, right, sound. I'm all right here. And then, yeah, and then obviously the flight is you've got the odd kind of sprinkling of people who I think I had three or four boys that had it done as well. So, but you're on a flight. Everyone's That's facing hilarious. the same. <laughs> Everyone, you're, everyone's facing the same way. So no one really cares. But and it wasn't until like we were like half an hour from landing in Gatwick, mate. I was like, mate, I've got to go through Gatwick international arrivals. Yeah. And like there would be a lot of paparazzi waiting for you, I'm sure. Oh, mate, mind, that was my biggest concern. The pictures are like Yeah, I think it did make it an okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was the worst part, mate. You know, I think, I genuinely think that was the worst part. Like the procedure, as you, as you know, mate, it's not that so. Like everyone who asked me, what was the procedure like? And I don't, you might agree with me here, mate. The only way I can describe it is like it's like having a filling. Like if you've had a filling at a dentist, right? You it's not sore. You just know they're in your mouth doing something, right? And it's the same. It's, it is. It's it's like, same. You know, you got eight hours of just the same thing, but you don't. Yeah, it's, it's nothing. And again, I, I hope that this is shared to blokes out there and going. Oh, it, how much do you bleed? It's painless. But all right, sleeping upright for a few days is a little bit awkward, but. I wouldn't, in no way, people going, oh, it's agony. It's not. You've got so much anesthetic in you. I didn't feel it. I still don't feel anything now. I think I got shot in the head. I'd be all right. <laughs> um, no, but that was it for me as well, mate. Like, it wasn't, um, it, it wasn't sore. It's not until you see the pictures. Like, I remember, like, Emma, like, when the first time I looked in the mirror was actually when I got back to the hotel room and I was like, fuck. Like, yeah, you get the holes. There was a lot of blood. There was holes. But, like again, it's like a filling. Like how much, how much blood is there when you get a filling? I'm sure there's loads. You just don't see it. Yeah, it's true. You know. So, um, yeah. As I said, come, rewinding. I think the worst part was 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 London Gatwick international arrivals, mate. It was uh, it still haunts me to this day, mate. It haunts me just like please no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the the aftercare. Um, again, I don't really want to go into the procedures too much, but. Were you confident enough to to trust the procedure, or were you very sort of were you nervous? Did you look at yourself and go, "Fuck, it hasn't worked"? Yeah, I mean, there was of course those days, mate. Like you know, I think it's like anything again, any kind of like surgery like that. Like I'm sure, like people getting, the, I don't know, like their, their teeth done, they look at it and go, "Well, like wow, like there's a big change," you know. Yeah. And like when things start changing, like. I don't know, I think before things start changing my hair transplant, as you well know, and you've alluded to a couple of times, things actually go back to normal. So you look you look horrendous, you've got all these scabs, and then obviously it all sheds out, so you go back to looking like Ross again. 
and then slowly this baby hair starts coming in. So yeah, I think like as I said, like you've got to trust that process. But I definitely didn't at times. There was times I doubted it. There was times I thought, "Fuck, this is not work. It's, it's a botched job." And as well, mate, I, I, again, I don't want to bore people, mate, because we're not talking about again procedures. I don't want to get that too much into it. But one of the things I wish I didn't do, mate, is scabs. Like, <laughs> I picked scabs. Oh, so did. Yeah. Uh, and, big and, red button. They say don't press it. It's like fuck it. All you do is back to the light like what? <laughs> but that's it, mate. You know, and there was all these scabs. So there's me picking, and like, not that it, it's not, it's not ruined at all. Like, but I think there's a, a patch which is sparse, and I think that's the part where I've where I've scabbed. But yeah. I think um, it's the mornings you wake up in bed, it looks like someone's just crumbled fucking cocoa pops all over your pillow. <laughs> just a scabby bed, mate. Up. Well, funny enough, because I've put another picture up here. So I asked Demi out two days after I got my transplant. So my head, I mean, my personality is not that great. So fuck knows what, I know you're listening to them, so it is. But my head was like that. I'll put a picture up. I look like the elephant man. Yeah, I remember you sending me a picture of me. And my eyes were, I don't know if you've ever seen Bear Grylls where he gets stung by a wasp on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's exactly the same as that. But then again, you put photos up of that and got blokes, oh my God, is that what you can look like forever? It's like, no, it's, you know, when you have a filling, you, it's, it's swollen. It's, it's, it's a big operation, you know what I mean? But, you know, I asked you a while back, was it worth it? And you said it's the best thing you've ever done. And obviously I'm a little bit later in the process of you. It is the best thing personally that I've ever done. Um, you know, like you said, it, the confidence element of being able to go out and, you know, it, it was windy today. I went outside and I didn't even put gel in my hair. That's how confident I am. Me, this is like all my secrets are coming out, mate. But like, <clears throat> mate, like I used to be scared of the wind, mate. I kid you not. Like, <laughs> I, kid, <laughs> I kid you not, mate. Right? I used to put like so much hairspray in my hair, mate. So my hair was like fixed. So yeah. like, if there was any wind, it just wouldn't pop up, and I You'd fall over. <laughs> I, I still remember, mate. Right? I was I was on holiday, and we were on a boat. Um, I was with an ex-girlfriend and um, we, we, it, the sun was setting. I thought, brilliant, good picture, let's get dressed up. So we got dressed up, just about to go for dinner and we got on the, the, the front of the boat and uh, we were in Croatia and um, we got someone to take a picture of us, mate. And as the picture's been taken, unbeknown to me, gust the wind, mate, right? So I'm thinking, brilliant, that'll be a, a fantastic picture. Boss, look at it, mate. It's like I've got a toupee on, mate. Like my hair's like down in the sea and I'm on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that, that that's it. Like it's coming back to your point there, mate. Like one off, if not if not the best decision I've made in my life today. Yeah, absolutely agree. Just, just to get it done. And I know you feel the same, mate. Like, and I know that for some people that might sound kind of shallow. Um and but it's it's it comes back to that point about about people and environment that I talked about earlier, mate. You know, like my, my, I talked to my mum and dad about this a lot when I was growing up, and they were like, "No, no, you don't need it." Like, and you know, like you, you're beautiful as you are, Ross. Like, mum, the, the typical mum line, you know. Yeah, you just, you're perfect. You can look like a frog, and she'll tell you you're gorgeous. <laughs> exactly, and they just they kind of they don't get it. So I think unless you are at that stage where you're you're receding, you're balding, you're going, you can you won't get that. But if you are out there, kind of balding, receding, growing. Go do it. Like my the best yeah. advice I've been just go and do it, get it done. Do you think that okay, so we've we've talked the transplant, we've talked the the procedure, we talked the aftercare. Do you think without the the pressures and the the sort of force of social media would have the same impact on on men and women? Obviously, 
girls can have their, their, their boobs done and it's socially acceptable to happen. A guy has a hair transplant, it's almost like, whoa, he's, he's done what? Where, where do you kind of sit with that and, and the, the mental health side of things as well? Like I, f- I feel amazing again. I've, I've got my confidence back. I've got my je ne sais quoi, if you will. Yes. Uh, but, you know, to have that back after, you know, I looked at a photo earlier. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm bald, but, you know, I, I wasn't happy then. I wasn't half as happy as I am now. You know, I've started a fucking podcast. <laughs> there he is. Look at that picture behind him, mate. He's up there in all his glory. I'm in bed. <laughs> I just got that pointing at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the superficial aspect, like I go to the gym, you know, I, I'm a bloke. I do sunbed. I do put fake tan on, uh, as you can probably tell in exhibit A. Ooh, mate, I can't see it. No, but again, you know, I do these things to make myself feel better. Girls put full faces of makeup on. Girls, not not comparing at all, but do you think that there is an aspect of force and you need to look good for social media in, in 2021? Well, mate, you just hit the nail on the head, right? How much, let's call it superficial shit, do you do in a day, right? The take, the take person, man, woman whatever stage of life right you, as you said you named a few there you go to the gym you spend hours in the gym you yeah. go on on some beds to name a few you get you get your your teeth done you get your boobs done and and, and funny that like teeth and boobs mate there's not as much stigma like no. at all i don't think maybe yeah, that's because all, everyone's got veneers in dubai at the moment yeah you look at your instagram mate and every man and the dog's got veneers mate but but the one judging, yeah, but people are unfortunately judging themselves on that of these filtered, of these incredibly aerated and fucking airbrushed people where that's not normality. You know, these people are are enhanced and getting doing shout outs for products they, they don't believe in. You know, uh, Jake Quickenden, like you said, he's had two hair transplants. He looks brilliant. But, you know, we've I've done that because I thought, fuck, if he can do it, then I can. And it's, it's that acceptance of, I think, you know, these influences, the people that do have a big following. Mm-hmm. but yeah i think mate there's <clears throat> mate, uh, again we could go fucking down a big rabbit hole here mate about the pressures of social media and whatnot mate. Yeah, yeah, cool. but 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 like yeah i think <clears throat> there is that and i but i also think on the on the flip side that me on the other argument that, that i wish that two years ago when i was going to get my hair transplant that i could tune into the hot air podcast and spend <laughs> Bosh, <laughs> and, spend, and spend half an hour listening about podcasts. Like, yeah, yeah. and oh, actually, yeah, two blokes have had podcasts done. Young blokes, hey, pretty normal. Charles, blokes, not podcasts done. <laughs> <laughs> two blokes have had podcasts done. What, what wine are you drinking? Um, uh, no, I, I completely agree. This is one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this. Um, because you know, I have looked into it, and there are you know, you get the uni lad videos of blokes doing it, but you know being too quite attractive oh god sound like a knob <laughs> to very self-conscious blokes to to openly be talking about it and and the experience and how it's then made us feel i know i know we're already talking about going to get our veneers done <laughs> that'll be next <laughs> but uh, you know it's it's it, it's nice to just rub yeah, that I'm losing, I'm losing you. you're losing me am i back yeah i'm losing you're back now. You're back. back. You're back. Don't worry. It's just like my hair, just like my hair. It went, and now it's back. <laughs> um, yeah. no, but no, back. I think that's one of the main reasons I wanted to get you on is is to have that discussion of you know fuck the stigma, fuck the the pressures of the social media and and stuff like that. But you 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 sent me something in the, in the notes is 
it's do what makes you happy. If you look in the mirror and you're not happy and it is such a small altercation, you know, you can, you can spend months in the gym to try and look good and you know, the tan, but if you've lost your hair, you've lost your hair for life. You can change your body appearance very easily, but once it's gone, it's gone. Mate, and that's it. Like, and why is there a stigma? Why is there, why is there this kind of, I don't know, this underlying problem with like our blokes getting the hair done, like whatever the people, he, he gets judged, you know, like there shouldn't be. And, and you nailed it there. That my note that said like, do what makes you happy, mate. Like, and I think the older you get, mate, like you've got to do that, mate. You yeah. know, the older I get, I think like I'm not happy about the way I look, whatever that be, teeth, hair, tits. Like I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. You know. Unfortunately, you can't change me Scottish person right there. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> I'm Welsh, mate. I'm no better. <laughs> yeah, I was um, going to say you're a half, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sort of wrapping up, but if you was to, if I was to ask you summarize your experience with a hair transplant and following on what you'd say to someone thinking about getting one um do it like it's simple do it mate like don't don't waste like do you mean like my my as i talked about before i don't want to go over old ground but 21 22 23 mid early to mid 20s mate you're meant to be out you're meant to be doing this you're meant to be doing that and yeah i was doing that but i wasn't confident mate like i've only in the last couple of years just started getting my confidence back you know and you're the you're the same you know yeah, that yeah. because you know i got here you get your confidence back so i think yeah any advice to anyone who's listening anyone who cares about hair transplants just do it. Don't talk about it. Do it, but research it well as well. You know, don't you hear about these bots jobs as we talked about? Don't scrimp. Like, yes, I talked about money and saving a bit of money. Like, yeah, I saved myself a couple of grand, but don't be stupid with me. Like, if you're getting a transplant for fifteen hundred quid a grand, lower than a grand, mate, think about it. You're going to come back like a cress head, you know. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I used to put crested. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, very proper. Remember yeah. when you were in like primary school, you used yeah. to just put the like real crest seeds in. <laughs> but um, yeah, just just do it. And I think uh, to kind of summarise the whole thing, mate. Like, mate, I'm not going to sound like I'm out saying this, but life changing, mate. Like, it yeah. literally oh, is life changing stuff, mate. You know. So, and why not do it if you can? Like, even if you can't afford it, like, chuck it away. What's three grand, mate? Like, yeah. chuck it away, save it. Like, no credit cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I'm still paying mine off, I think, mate. Yeah, mostly basically <laughs> payment plans as well, but just ch check the interest rates. Um, I mean, I use the Hair Growth Centre in Made Vale. They've been fantastic. The PRPs afterwards and stuff, which is something to stimulate growth, has, has been brilliant. But, um, you know, it's fantastic to have you on, Ross. I think we covered the, the main thing I wanted to cover is it's okay to do it. <laughs> um the, the the stigma behind it is it, it it's null and void in in today's in today's world it's completely acceptable to do if blokes are struggling with hair loss fix it it's an easy fix a couple of grand is a lot for some people but it's worth doing it as long as it puts a smile on your face like two grand for hair for the rest of your life i'll probably have to get the back done in about a month <laughs> <laughs> but um is there anything else you, else you wanted to say mate before before we call this a day or Listen, I think I think we covered it off. Like, I just appreciate you having me on, mate. And as I said, like, hopefully, if anyone's listening uh, who's considering it or has been considering it, mate, hopefully, 
two blokes talking talking a, a bit of shit for half an hour. I'll put your at at the bottom as well, so people can message you or me. And you know, at, at, at a price, we're happy to tell you more info. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Ross, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Um, you know, if anyone wants to reach out for me or Ross or and ask any questions, feel free. But mate, thank you very much, and um, yeah, well, well, we'll see you again on Hot Air Podcast and talk about your entrepreneurship and your business skills. Yes, mate. Make sure you can do that. Thanks for having me on, mate. Awesome, Please. mate. Bye-bye. Cheers. Thank you, Ross, for joining me on episode two of the Hot Air Podcast with me, Dan Williams. A real open book and open conversations to hair loss and hair transplants. So if you have any questions, as always, feel free to drop me a little message on Instagram. But more importantly now, next week, I'm going to be joined by none other, drumroll please, than my gorgeous girlfriend, Demi Chantel. Now, Demi has had a fantastic career in the world of makeup and is currently one of the designers on EastEnders. So we're going to talk about some of the big jobs that she's had, celebrities she's worked with, and answer any questions you fire over this week. Now, as always, a big shout out to Basics Clothing, the lead sponsor for the podcast. And those guys are offering 15% off at the checkout with the wording Hot Air Podcast. Also, Josh Tizard is a new sponsor and a personal trainer. So if you've got any questions or looking for getting some personal training, drop me an email, drop me a text. I will put the link in my bio. So that's it, guys. We'll see you next week for episode three.